again yeah yeah man what's up keys how you feeling d doing good man yeah, doing man. good thank you all for joining us here at nina talks your favorite blur podcast we're gonna be talking about anything from music anime you know just whatever man so we're your hosts darius and nikita here at nina productions and what's man, up dude it's just a beautiful day it's a beautiful day it's Welcome just a beautiful spring. day out here man it's, like spring it's spring in st louis it might it's be winter to tomorrow spring. it might be winter tomorrow but it's spring me. right now <laughs> but it's spring right now and i could my serotonin was doing backflips bro <laughs> like, <laughs> that's crazy happy, man bro like shit was glorious bro yeah shit dude hella great so man i have an interesting topic man i've been thinking about this all week all right I, lay it on me i really want to talk about um anime's impact on just us being like kind of yeah, like you know us. black men black yeah. people i don't know i think i think it's kind of interesting how um we watched a lot of anime instead of like other tv shows and yeah. other things and how that kind of just like you know you know that you know people when right. they watch anime you can tell they act they act a certain type, <laughs> of, way. Like, a certain type <laughs> of way so like i wonder how like you know we think <laughs> yeah no i feel that i was actually talking to um i was talking to simone from creative brand okay about the other day so i just plugged her on naruto yeah yeah because um, she was like i want to get into anime and i just don't really know where to start there's mm-hmm. so much out there da, 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 da. and i was like well you know you really can't go wrong with Naruto. Naruto is arguably, and we've had this conversation, one of the greatest stories ever, ever told. told. <laughs> ever told. Not for our generation. Not the last 10 years. Ever told, bro. Like, it's been being told for the last 10 told, years. bro. Like, it has been being told for the last 10 years. <laughs> exactly. Like, Naruto is that shit. So, like, if you want to start with anime, start with Naruto. You really can't go wrong. It's got great character development. It's got great fights. It's got some romance. Like, yeah. it's got something for everybody. Like... It- and it's, 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 a, it's such a uh, a story of like growth, but it also hits on like the world is crazy. Yeah, bro. Like just like even like real life politics. Yeah. Like you know, a central theme in Naruto is like, okay, we have a bunch of countries with weapons of mass destruction. How do we like? Yeah. Regulate this in a way that like people can actually live in fucking peace. Or <laughs> even just like. How the protagonist... So, like, the Leaf Village is, you know, that's our village. You're watching it as a reader, yeah. and you're, like, you're for Naruto, you're for the Leaf Village, and as it grows, you start to see, like, how even your, like, pride, like, your land, the homeland, right, your has some real shady shit. Yeah, like, how your perspective <laughs> biases shit. Like. Yeah, and, like, in the grand scheme of the world, like, you know, was the Leaf Village the good village? Right. Who fucking knows? You don't know. They were just real strong. They were just, they were real strong, <laughs> bro. Like, they were real strong. Like, and even just the shady shit going on in the Leaf. Like, the gen, like the genocide of a clan. Yeah. In order, like, 
in order to avoid a potential And how the rest war. of the, the village really moved forward. Even after right. that happened, then a story was just able to be painted over it. Yeah, like, but it was just like, oh, that shit happened. Man, die. you know, and, and it's, it's kind of stuff like that that draws real obvious parallels. Yeah, real life. The life that niggas walking around in every day. Like, yep. You're like, man, this is our nation. Like, it's powerful yeah. as hell. But like... We not all good, bro. We not all good. It's just, like, it got some good stuff, but whew, that bad stuff real bad. Man. <laughs> nah, I feel like, and again, going back to the conversation I had with Simone, I was kind of saying, like, black men in particular, I think. I think black women will resonate with anime just as hard, but I think just because of, like... We can only really speak to ourselves. Yeah, we only speak to our, ourselves. And I think just the way, you know, people get grown up, like, women are much like, more, less likely to get introduced mm-hmm. to anime, you know, because of, like, that's not for girls or whatever type mm-hmm. sexism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think, like, for black men, it's kind of a thing where, like, most animes tend to hinge around a character who is, like down real bad like hella outcasted like Mm -hmm. hella just othered and he just through like pure determination yeah thugs it out works past it you know hustles to become that nigga and you know that's just a come up tale that like everybody wants like everybody wants to be goku bro everybody wants to be naruto like when shit is tough when like you're out here alone. Nobody is fucking. When you're supposed you, like, to take the L. When you're supposed to take the L, being like, nah, like I'm about to come up. Like shit. I'm gonna go against the odds, bro. Like I don't care if this world hate me. I'm gonna be yeah. somebody. Like that's a message that niggas around the world resonate with. Like <laughs> you grow, cause like it's crazy. Like even as a kid, like you grow up black in this country, you know that like. You supposed people to just don't fuck with you oh, like they yeah, supposed man. to. <laughs> yeah, even just my high school dude, like you know, yeah, individually like, a lot of the kids might have been rolling with me, might or not, but I could look at your parents and they're like, "Ooh, I know they not." I know really. they not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We both went to predominantly white high schools in our uh, hometowns, um, <laughs> and that shit in and of itself is just a different experience. Like I remember getting to college and like black people that had have gone to like you know mostly black high schools like didn't really know how to like deal with like some of the bullshit the white people in the university would be on and like and I was to me like, I kind of got already over that I was like <laughs> man like white people just be on bullshit sometimes like it's it's just part of it the was, game it like, was almost cool to get there and realize like oh I don't have to necessarily put up with this like <laughs> I've already done this development like I can like <laughs> it's like it's like oh wait I don't like I'm not just forced to I can like you know just hang around black people yeah like, <laughs> like <laughs> And, like, being in that environment, especially when it's, like, somewhere that's, like, academically rigorous and, like, you might not yeah. be feeling like you have the tools needed to, like, Nah, succeed. there were many days you watching Naruto yeah, episodes while doing projects and stuff. Because Naruto wasn't smart, bro. I think it was dumb as rocks. Dumb as rocks. But he just was like, I don't care, bro. I don't care <laughs> if I'm stupid. I don't care if don't no one in my whole city like me. I'm going to just be pure-hearted. I'm going to just give good that's energy. That's hella real. And, like... Try to make it, bro. And that's all you can do, bro. Like, just if more people were like Naruto, we got too many Orochimaru. Or even, yeah. <laughs> out in these streets. And even just like, so like my personal favorite character on Naruto, just staying on that anime is Rock Lee. Rock Lee is that nigga. And like, Rock Lee is like the definition of like. Hard work beats talent. Hard work beats talent. Hard work will beat talent every day. And bro. it's like, and it's also even like, I, I kind of took it from a different angle because like Lil Darius, like my ass is just inside watching anime. So all my life lessons came from anime. Like, <laughs> like no books that I was reading no that taught me this bro. shit. Like, I'm sitting here looking. It was Toonami or Bust. And like, Rock Lee had motherfucking confidence even like next to Neji, bro. Yeah, bro. Like Neji had, and it's okay if like, 
some people are gonna have a talent you don't have, but that right. don't mean you can't flex next that to them. That doesn't bro. mean you can't flex, bro. Like, <laughs> and even Neji having like a similar theme too in his own yeah. way, because even though Neji was considered like a quote unquote genius, Always he was from below. the lower branch or whatever. So they were like Always below Hanada. Yeah, even though he was a Hugo, he was still a second class citizen within his own clan, but he was still like, nah, like I don't care. Like yeah. I'm gonna be cold. And like that's why when he fought Hinata, it was like I'm gonna whoop this little chick ass because yeah. she thinks she all that because she's I'm about to show all these people that the main branch ain't on shit. And, like, and it's like, and it's hard because it's like even uh, that dynamic, like a Hanada, like yeah. Hanada didn't do shit. She was hella and so innocent, though, a, like, And it's like, there's a lot of people who are like, who are in Neji's position where it's like, shit, I'm talented as fuck, but I'm never going to be past this person. Yeah, like, and I got resentment towards this person. But that like, person, like Hinata didn't choose that. Like, yeah. I, like she was pure hearted and nice. Like she was like, I don't look at you different, bro. Like, and it was cool just being like a child and watching the story yeah, and like, like looking at dynamic and like being like, oh, I know how he must feel right. because like some shit in my life, which I can't right. piece together can't yet. Can't really put the vocabulary on it. But, but I like, know, I know how he feels. I know I've been there before. <laughs> like I know I've been there yeah. before. Yeah, bro. That shit is hella real. And it's, it's, there's like, I, there aren't many, like, I feel like American stories that portray that like same realism. Yeah. America's really good with the just like everything's all right type. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> and I think too like the absolute hero, absolute villain. Yo, like, like you have your Supermans. <laughs> like American likes, yeah. America doesn't like complicated heroes and villains. And just even even to take a slight you know detour back to our last episode, right? Like that's why so many people like Black Panthers because Killmonger wasn't yeah. a simple villain. Um, that's why so many people like the Dark Knight because yeah. the Joker was a complicated villain. Like yeah. he wasn't just oh like, you know I want to rob banks. He was like no nah, I want to make people. I realize. was born and I wanted to murder people, like, so of course I'm the bad guy. He's like and Joker was kind of like I want people to realize that like there's a darkness to this world that is inescapable. That like yeah. to be human to like exist means to like exist with some dark in you and like yeah. society has been trying to train Shine us in away. a way to ignore that and like no it's here like it's me just like, shape it mold it do right. some shit to it chaos right don't chaos ignore it water. <laughs> like hell yeah bro but getting back on topic um i definitely think that like you know there's just such a huge element of escapism with being able to put yourself mentally as you watch these animes and stuff in a world where like when bad shit happens, you can stop it. That was a big thing for so me. So elaborate on the, the escapism part. Um, so escapism, I, I'm going to put me on the spot yeah, as far sorry. as like <laughs> how much I've read up on this. But, but the gist. <laughs> the, I think the gist of escapism, at least as far as my understanding, is just kind of being able to take yourself out of reality into a world where things are either better or worse than like what yeah. the current situation is, right? Like It sucks um, to be here, so just, let me right, imagine being I'm able somewhere to, else. As, as the name kind of implies, just escape from your current reality right. or whatever, in whatever way you see fit. Like, you know, some people do drugs and shit like that. Some people delve very, very deep into their imagination, you know, other things like that. Um, but I think for black men, it was kind of, at least for me, let me not speak on everybody, but I know for me personally, um, one of the things that drew me heavy into anime was this idea of like, kind of like the hero of being able to show up in the nick of time. You know what I mean? Like, I always thought that was such a crazy thing. Like, as, as you go through life and you experience different things, you always have that feeling of just being like, man, like, I wish in that moment, like, I could have just become a better person or yeah. appeared right where I needed to be. Especially, and this is going to take a little turn for the sad, and I apologize <laughs> for anyone who's, like, smoking and listening, because I know you begin in your field sometimes when you're real high. You're real high, you're just thinking some sad shit, you're like... I guess oh. that's why we go there. <laughs> 
But just for me, like I think I think in being black in this country, like there's also like a certain element of tragedy that we're all kind of familiar with. We're all familiar with that, like bathing. Cuzzo got locked up. Cuzzo got hit. Yeah. Those conversations, yeah. right? Um, and I know for me, being young, you know, having my first experiences with those things while I was also watching anime really made me have like a longing to kind of like be in a world where like yo like. I could have teleported like Minato and, and saved, saved my, my nigga yeah. before shit went bad. Like <laughs> that I think, child imagination yeah, grabs you know onto I mean? that Just shit, bro. Just being able bro. to latch onto that and be like, man, like if I was in that world, I would have saved my nigga. But like, that's such a on me. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's hella real, that's bro. Just, that, that's where it came from for me, and I think like I I, I feel like hella other people probably resonate with that, and like. Just being able to be in a world like I think anime always shows you that kind of one man can make a difference thing too, and I think that's like and they big. and they throw they throw good people in into worlds where yeah. they didn't ask for shit to happen, right. but it happens to them. Exactly. Like, Tokyo Ghoul is one of my favorite yes, animes, bro. Um, the, the you know Tokyo Ghoul is Kaneki this anime where Kaneki didn't the the main character just like. It's just living his life and gets thrown into this life where he's just like tortured and yeah. people around him All die and pure brutally. happenstance. And just he didn't ask for shit. Like, didn't ask for none of it. Kaneki was going to college, <laughs> minding his business. Minding his damn business, reading books, bro. Read That's what they books. tell you to do is go to just college do and what read what they books. Said to and your ass get ate and turned into a ghoul. Like, turned what the into fuck? A fucking like <laughs> half demon, subhuman creature type shit. But yeah, it's like, you know, anime is often like. Anime is often like those heroes that are aren't perfect. Yeah. But they always find a way to like get what they need done. Exactly. Done. Like I've always been about like even growing up, like I grew up and it was my mom and my sister. And so like even just like wondering like little Darius, like, oh shit, how can I help? How can I help? And right. Just, some days you kinda tired. Like kids get tired. People kids sleep tired. on that. Like I'm going to school. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to school for, but I know I gotta do some you shit did, when I get yeah, older. Yeah, like I gotta do and something. So That's what they telling start, me I gotta do. So I'm gonna put the work in. Like, niggas start hustling and stuff and like I'm sitting here and you hustling and it's like, oh, I'm doing all this stuff and I have an inspiration from like to reach these heights from looking at different like right. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Dog. I was having that <laughs> debate with my dad kind of about like so my dad for context for listeners, my dad is from Trinidad. Um came here in about the eighties and so that kinda gives him a unique perspective on American racism because he grew up in a predominantly black country. Mm-hmm. Most people outside of the US don't view racism the same way that we do. Um, so you have a lot of inter- interesting conversations with those people. So for my dad, he was kind of like, yeah, the movie was good, but I didn't understand why people cared so much. And so yeah. I was kind of trying to explain to him the idea of just that, like, representation matters. And, like, as a kid, <laughs> like, even though it is a fictional character, right, and, like... We jump on that Killer B, and he ain't even really black. <laughs> right, he was hyper Killer B, and Killer B was just brown skin. <laughs> like, but having a character that you relate to as a kid is something that can kind of you know, help motivate you and just because you, like, you want to be that you want to be, be that great person. too. Like you, but like be I can't too. be Superman. I, I will never be Superman. Be Superman. Right? I am how not can Clark. I be Superman in my life? I am not Clark Kent. <laughs> I am not Clark Kent. I, I, I don't relate to those struggles. I do not relate to those struggles. While Batman may have had a sad life, I am not yeah. Batman. <laughs> I mean, the ultimate thing too with like a lot of the DC heroes is too is like. They like be sad, but it's also like like Batman. It's like okay, your parents got killed, but you were also like a trillionaire when you were like ten. <laughs> and like it's that just, emotional journey, it's still, like, man. it's still a hero. Your brother should have put quite, you in therapy when you was like. <laughs> it's still like I can't quite resonate with you because like your parents dying was a moment. 
Yeah. A terrible moment. A moment that probably scarred you. Yeah. But like, society. It's hard didn't to resonate with a trillion there. Society didn't hate you. Yeah. So like, we have different problems. You can resonate with Batman's trauma. He could choose but to I like. But I can't resonate with Batman's life. place in society. Yeah. I feel like for me, I resonate more with things when I can resonate with your place in society. Yeah, that's like real. that's something that's a little more. Yeah. Like I'm sure there's a lot of people who maybe experienced that that did resonate with Batman, but for me, I was just kind of like. Mm. Yeah, and that's and I think I, I think that's also too why people like people are drawn to like darker, more yeah. like. Um, overcoming type anime yeah like if it has an overcoming theme it makes it a little bit yeah if it paints the world in kind of a bleak image like a lot of a lot of niggas things that are closer to realist real life (laughs) like i don't (laughs) yeah i I think that's going you know if we just watched this week's dragon ball super which was great shouts out my nigga goku breaking that ultra instinct breaking through that (laughs) shell nigga um but like that's one of the things for me that makes like dragon ball like I appreciate it as a great work of art, but like, especially like Super and shit, like, it's kind of just like, we know what's about to happen. Like, we know this is just a big nostalgia trip. We know that like, Goku isn't like, really a challenged character. Mm-hmm. Like, Goku just hella strong and always win. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's dope to see, like, the fights are cold, but it's like, I don't resonate with Goku. Yeah. I resonate with Vegeta. Yeah. I was talking to, um, me and Stu talked about that on Twitter, um, that like, niggas really resonate with Vegeta because like, Vegeta was kind of the one who came in kind of down bad, like yeah. you know, like then lost his whole planet. Like people even when he first that, like popped up and joined, then like people like even though he was a bad guy, like he yeah. had that entrance into the group kind of just like well he had to like prove himself. Yeah, and like <laughs> people sleep on the fact that like man Vegeta had his whole planet destroyed, bro. Like and he knew about that shit. Like yeah. it wasn't like Goku where like he didn't know none of them niggas in the planet got to, like Vegeta lost his father, his friends, yeah. all that shit, and then like and then had to work for the nigga that did it. For mad long, yeah. like, and then he came to Earth, and like he was like, "All right, that like I care about my family, I care about that." Like that's why Vegeta was fighting. Yeah. Goku didn't fight for shit other than to be the strongest. Himself, like he yeah. fight to protect, but like it wasn't the same as like Vegeta being like, no, "It's I like got, a fight okay. to protect, but like really, I'm enjoying this." But like, I'm enjoying this, like, like oh, like so here's a sense of being like, yeah, like what the <laughs> fuck, like, like I'm fighting to protect, shit, but like, like come on, dog, let's score up let's again, square you know up again, bro. Like that kind of dumb <laughs> shit, like. like I would have been. I cannot imagine being on the sidelines with Goku through that nigga that sensu be, bro. Like, nigga. yeah, you just gotta, bro. What if he lose? Serious, bro. And then he lost. Fuck. It's like he threw the nigga the sensu bean and lost, and blew himself up and died in front of everybody. After throwing a nigga a sensu bean, bro. <laughs> Talk about leaving somebody else show problems, bro. Talk about, bro. <laughs> it was bad enough you let someone else raise your kids, <laughs> so you could fuck around in heaven for a while. Hey, that's the that's the equivalent of open up bills in your child's name, okay? Bro, <laughs> don't be taking on debt that you can't on the fate of the universe to his little thirteen year old son. You got this little nigga. I ain't talking to nobody in particular, but... <laughs> that nigga really just said, fuck it. Like, I, I'm out. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I would have been so blown. You know who was probably the most pissed was Krillin. Yeah. Because Krillin is like, yo, I'm really just a human caught up in all these aliens bullshit. And why y'all came here? Why y'all came here? Why y'all didn't just kill a nigga to be like, Krillin don't have no saying instincts or whatever. Like, Krillin just thinking about Normal this. reaction hella time. Ra- right, right? Like, Krillin thinking hella rational, bro. He like, hmm. Now, if I was fighting, 
I would just kill this nigga. Like, we gotta remember, Krillin was ready to kill Vegeta. Krillin been ready to Krillin go. Krillin was ready to kill Vegeta. But they showed, that's how he was, like, we niggas Krillin know, niggas know up, that, like, shit, I got cool. limits, bro. Yup, he was like, I know I'm only gonna get so much stronger. Niggas like Goku and Vegeta with infinite strength be like, go ahead, get stronger. It'll only make me stronger. Bruh. And they fuck around and get planets destroyed. <laughs> That that caution, bro. That that that's that's the complex of like. <laughs> that's what it's like to be human, bro. Right. That nigga Goku not human. He don't give a fuck. That's what I'm saying, bro. Super. I'm, I think. I don't know. I could be wrong. I haven't read the manga, but I feel like we're gonna get some shit where like Goku ends up being like a kind of god of destruction mm-hmm. type character. Like. I one think, thing. One thing I do appreciate though about like having like the anime is what people do just like reach those crazy heights like. Goku, like, attaining, like, a god state. Like, yeah. you just said. Like, motherfucking Gurren Lagann, bro. Yeah, Gurren Lagann You watch Tony from the jump. Yeah. Bro. And it's just kind of like I, watching people's journeys from, like, start to finish make Hell you feel yeah. like, all right, shit, let me get to the let top. Me, let then, me grind, like, bro. Yeah, Gurren Lagann wasn't going for that. For all y'all who probably top, not hip. Like. <laughs> if you're probably not hip, Gurren Lagann, um, it's a little bit of a more low-key anime, but it's a must-watch in my opinion. If you fuck with anime, it's kind of it's about this starts kid. real slow. It starts slow, yeah, slow burn. But it's so great. be patient. But it's basically about this kid. Um, it's a mecha anime, but it's about this kid who basically discovers this really powerful mech buried underground, mm-hmm. um, and essentially he just rises to be one of the rawest niggas of all time. Growing um, up, little struggle. Like, yeah, he was like, he wasn't really shit in his heartache, pain. hometown. Yeah, <laughs> had some struggles, man. Lost some people close to him, but he thugged it out and just became more or less a literal god. Yeah, um, the most powerful. Like, he fought up the one of the most yeah, powerful Yeah, he became like the, the most powerful being in the universe, which is kind of lit. So it's a must-watch. But I think Girl Logan was dope for that come-up, right? Yeah. Because especially... I related less to Gurren Lagann as like a black person and more as like a nerd. Because yeah. he was he just sucked. hella nerdy and <laughs> he like dirty and nerdy. like girls was just clowning this nigga. And, <laughs> and by the end just, of the day, he flourishes. By the time that shit was over, my nigga had an elegant cape on and shit was just glistening in the wind. Yeah, the nigga a cape, bro. Stunning on niggas, bro. You know you raw and you got a cape, bro. Ain't too many cold anime characters with the capes, bro. That's hella real. Hell yeah, bro. Even though my girl Edna Mode, shout out Incredibles 2. Yeah. And the mode hating on the capes, but you know, I feel like every real nigga should get a cape. That was realistic though. It's realistic, but I feel like just for like the photo op at least you gotta flex in your cape. You gotta if you're a hero, bro. Like when you out <laughs> in the field, leave the Right. Atachi was always <laughs> draped up in his Akatsuki shit whenever he wanted to make a scene. But you know when that nigga was about to fight, he had the little combat. Let me catch a cape. Let me get a cape real quick. Let me get bro. a cape real quick, bro. <laughs> Pull up Amazon, bro. You probably get a good deal on a cape right now. <laughs> shit coming two days. <laughs> on me, on me. Well, we're gonna um take a quick break. Yo, take a little smoke break and we'll be right Listen back. Listen to some to music, we'll be right back on uh, Nina Talks. Hey. Gang gang.
And we are back. We were just talking about um, Hunter X Hunter during our smoke break. So we're going to yeah, pick dude. it up there, man. Man, so one thing um, that's super interesting to me uh, um, in the Hunter um, series is the uh, camera um, and arc. Yeah. And um, the interesting thing about that is um, Miriam, the main character. I mean, yeah, he was, a great, he was a great villain. Yeah. He was so, a really great villain. So these, these ants, as they call them, were... Um, they're basically uh, an exotic species that as they ate things, different animals, they could eat anything, any yeah. living animal. And as they ate these animals, they, they would acquire different traits from those animals and pass them on for their instincts. Hence the, the name chimera ants, because they would be a, a, a conglomeration of different yeah. animals. And so basically one of these gets loose in the community. Um, you know, they eat a bunch of different animals. Like, you know, they, they're like crabs with wings and all <laughs> kind of weird like combos of things. But like... Um, eventually they get around to eating people. So yeah. now you get They're you start like, getting ants with intelligence. And, yeah. Um, basically, the queen of the chimera ants is, you know, striving to create the perfect offspring for her son, who will thus be born and be the most perfect being and destroy Earth. Think Cell, except in a Hunter x Hunter universe, right. kind of. Literally looks um, like Very him. similar. Yeah, him and Cell are like very similar characters. <laughs> I, I wonder which one came first, actually. Yeah. If Meruem is a call out to Cell or vice versa. Interesting. I think it's probably the first one. You think Cell... I think Cell was first. the original? I think, yeah. I don't know. So long ago, but Maybe, I, I know yeah. Hunter's kind of old, too. Uh, they're both kind of old, yeah. yeah. That'd be interesting. We should, we should look that up. Bet. But <laughs> basically... um. The queen, you know, eats all these different things. They find out about the hunters who have special powers and stuff. And so they start eating hunters, which starts resulting in... Them getting special them powers. Them getting special powers. And so eventually, Meruem is born, and he is... He's Insanely just a badass, powerful. Bro, and he's God-level powerful. You know, and no one can touch this man. But... They played a very interesting... Um, they played an interesting philosophical game with um, him. Yeah, because they what they made him is they made um they made him a all, like an almost all powerful being. Yeah. But they also made him extremely um rational, cool headed, and um they made it so that way he like learned really quickly. Yeah, also. he was a genius. He was a genius. He was a genius. And so like he was a very rational villain who like from the jump like came out like I'm the perfect being like fuck everything I do what I want. And, and I can probably regulate this planet better than the people who are alive. Yeah. Like, the, the episode where he's like, oh, I don't think I want to kill humans anymore. But I do think I want to regulate their population and quality. Yeah. It's hilarious because it's like, that's how like another life form that was superior to us would probably look at us. The yeah. Same way we look at like animals and we're like, oh, we're going to breed these wolves until we get dogs that look a certain yeah. way. Like, <laughs> you know, like someone like, imagine someone just coming through and doing that with humanity. Like, oh, well, I'm going to take a crop of y'all who have this trait and a crop of y'all who have this trait. Separate y'all. Separate y'all so that y'all continue to grow in the most <laughs> optimal fashion according to my fancy. Like, that's fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it, it, was, it was just crazy interesting even how they allowed him to like develop like even though he was the strongest, like, they had this, like, blind chick. Like, yeah, the little weak girl. Yeah, who, like, played this game, Gunji, I think it's called. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a little board game. And he couldn't, like, what was it? He couldn't beat her? He just couldn't beat her. She was, she was like, the world champion. Yeah. And, and she so, was, like, a 12-year-old blind girl. He just girl. wanted to prove to himself that he was the best, and... 
there were many episodes where he just couldn't beat this girl like playing a board game. Yeah, there was like an episode where they just played like a hundred episodes, a hundred yes. games, crazy <laughs> shit like that, and he and she just kept winning all of them. And, and like, he knew he could kill her, and he and he he was so frustrated. Yeah, because he's like, I could just kill you, but if I kill you, I can't beat you I in don't this game. Have, yeah, I don't have that power over you. Like it's, it was such a crazy power trip, right? It was, it was such like, a power trip, and it was like the fact that like in a way, because so this girl, I can't remember her name for the life of me. Um, but she is kind of painted as like a very pure-hearted character, right? She's blind and hella small. just like small and feeble. <laughs> um, but she's like a genius at this game, which is it's, it's kind of like a chess game. Um, but she's a genius at this game, and so him not being able to beat her, you know, and he's the most powerful being, quote unquote. They really kinda, exaggerated it by yeah, making him so tiny. They're like, right. of course he can kill her. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> so he can physically kill her, but like she also now has this kind of immense power over him. Yeah. Right? And she's, like, able to talk to him, like, directly. Right, and she's so pure-hearted that rather than using this power, because at some point he promises her, like, if you beat me at this game, I'll do anything you want me to. If you yeah. Beat me, but if you lose, I'll kill you type shit. Yeah. And she beats him. <laughs> and instead of being, like, you know, kill yourself or, like, make the planet kneel before my feet, she's like, what is she, like... She tells him to like heal himself. I think or something she, like that. yeah, like, because he like gets frustrated during the game yeah, and like he, rips his arm off. Yeah, he like, like I want you to heal yourself. And like with her, and like, he's like, one. how dare you tell me I'm the king to heal myself? Fuck you! And, and he can't do shit because and he, he can't beat her at the game. Because he can't beat her at the game. <laughs> That's the ultimate um, troll. The ultimate troll. The ultimate troll. The ultimate fucking troll. <laughs> but like, even that character dynamic with a character who's you know, the quote-unquote villain was very interesting. Yeah. And kind of like, like you said during our smoke break, I'll bring it back up because it was such a good point. You were like, animes just kind of are like modern-day parables in a lot yeah. of ways. Like, they really just tell interesting stories, stories about like kind of how to be a good person. Like, what is it? A lot of them come down to morality. Like, morality yeah. is a central theme. And, you know, it's, most stories in general, but specifically anime, always put characters in these binds where you test these morals and you have to figure and out... And they also, good ones show both sides. Right. Like, you have to figure out that, like, there's no such thing as, like, just being a good person. What or is even a, a right person? decision. What is a right... Yeah, <laughs> what is all that? What is a right decision? Is it right to, you know, protect your country and the people you love, even at the expense of someone else yeah. who's trying to protect their family and the people they love? Is that the right decision? Does that make you a good person? Like, anime makes people ask those tough questions. And, like, that's, like, what that story yeah. shows is, like, being a good person... Is like even when you're facing like an absolute yeah. terror, still being able to know I show that person empathy. Yeah. Like I care about that person enough to say no, no, no. Yeah. Heal your arm. And you see that. Fix yourself. You see that shit and so many like yeah. anime and I feel like especially like anime niggas, anime niggas kind of think like that too. Right. <laughs> like it's just like no, nah, just give give good energy and like try to be a good person. Like even even a good one that I think more people would be very familiar with that um. I think more people resonate because maybe not everyone has seen Hunter. Yeah, but they should. I know everyone. Yeah, you should watch Hunter if you haven't. Also has a slow start, I think, but it's a good start. But. Slow start, slow start, but it's all yeah. worth it. It's all quality character development. Um, another uh, one that I think a lot of people resonate is the Pokemon movie. Yeah, you have Mewtwo who is the strong. He's he's kind of a a, a Marowim prototype Pokemon. in and of himself. Where Mewtwo is the perfect Pokemon. He's can use any Pokemon attack. He's intelligent. Yep. He can speak into all this shit. Like, and he's like, I'm out here thugging. Like, I can run this world. Like, he's yeah. got people under telekinetic control and shit. Like, just fucking army <laughs> running shit. Pokemon army weaponizing Pokemon and shit. And then you have Mew, who is. A bundle you know, of innocence. A bundle of innocence. Like, just literally, like, <laughs> the cutest shit in the world. But 
Mewtwo can't beat him. Yeah. And in fact, Mewtwo come from him. Mewtwo's yeah. the perfect being. And he's like, shit, but you are more My, perfect than me because I was created from you. You're more original than me. Yeah, and I can't destroy yeah. you. So I have to thus acknowledge like what you're saying and actually think about it. Like, yeah. And question my own morality and my own Which viewpoint. is super interesting too is like that concept of like um, feeling like people who think like they have all the power it's all, it almost seems like when, when you're interfacing with somebody who thinks they have it all going on that you almost have to approach them as like I'm your I superior. Got, I have within. this going on too. Like yeah, and like you could try to like test your metal, but like I'm gonna have my shit together. Like, yeah, just like humble, why, like humility. You gotta like step up with everything and just kind of like you have to generally have your shit together because yeah. that's the only guaranteed way to get people to like acknowledge you, to bro. You. Yeah, it's just you can't like, ignore somebody that has their shit together. Yeah, like. you can't. You really can't. You really can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's hella real. You gotta get <laughs> Nina talks. <laughs> game, game. Nina talks. Take notes. <laughs> get your shit together. You want people to take you seriously. Go watch the Pokemon Go movie. Go watch the Pokemon <laughs> movie if you ain't seen that shit. I don't know if we got any uh, Gen Xers or some shit listening, but if you ain't seen the, po- the first Pokemon movie, I don't know what the, sh- the fuck Pokemon doing now. XYZ, Black White. I guarantee you it's some bullshit. <laughs> Go back and I saw in a snippet that Pikachu talked in the last Pokemon movie. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah. That just sounds like blasphemy no to me. <laughs> that just sounds like Pikachu it goes against... Pikachu talked for so many years. That just sounds like it goes against one of the core tenets of Pokemon, bro. The whole point of this shit is that them niggas can only say their names. Yeah. To make them say any other shit, that is just... Yeah. Unthinkable. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's nah, what happened when all the OGs leave a company I mean honestly that first Pokemon movie was a good one though. that was one of the first movies that made me cry yeah that Pokemon ass, was a franchise when them two Pikachus was hitting each other bro I was like bro Pokemon was the franchise bro that was the fucking franchise another anime I wanted to talk about though rapidly switching topics yeah um, <laughs> was Mob Psycho though on me that was a hella good one for uh, me Mob I think Psycho Mob, is another, another good anime yeah I think Mob, I think that was a good one if we're talking about great characters um, I thought Mob was a really dope character because of how they structured his power yeah so um, Mob's like um, Mob's what they call like an esper so he's a psychic yeah um, and Mob's like, well, how old is he? He's young. He's like 14. Yeah, so Mob is in like high school and basically like he is such a powerful psychic. And he's aware of them. And he's aware. Yeah, he's super aware. Um, but Mob is kind of one of those characters. He's so powerful. All he wants to do is be normal because he's, he's an incredibly powerful psychic and he's so powerful, in fact, that the only way for him to regulate his power was to essentially dump all of his emotions so like he's really just kind of like this stoic you yeah know. really expressionless blank face kind of guy hella awkward because like, as he so as his emotions start to reveal themselves yeah. his power comes with them his they power seep start, out. right his power <laughs> starts to pop out and like it has this type of title mob psycho 100 is because they do it like a percentage but when he gets to a hundred percent of like his emotional capacity his power just goes crazy and he starts fucking shit up and it's beautiful um, but he's an interesting character because he does a, the show does a really great job of conveying emotion and well, kind of how we as humans 
deal with yeah. emotion. They kind of like they kind of present Mob as if he's kind of on the spectrum. Right. Yeah. That's that's a very good point. And to so make. his emotions, like his emotions, swing very, very societal, yeah. awkward. He's like an adolescent. Adolescent. Like he's in high school. He right. has powers. He has powers. <laughs> he's awkward. He has a crush on a girl. Like all those little things. It's not just negative emotions. Like yeah. it's positive emotions. It's you know anything anything that you feel influences his powers and so like it's interesting because like throughout the series you know he hits 100 a few different times yeah and every time he hits 100 is for a different emotion and what his powers do when he spikes do different things and the animation's beautiful the animation like honestly if you don't even want to watch it just go watch just the, go the watch 100 it the like explosions it's the same animation house that did um one punch man it's actually the same writer as well um, and they both follow that theme of immensely powerful Saitama characters. Saitama and Mob look the yeah, same. Yeah, they're drawn similarly <laughs> where they have that dumbass look on their face until they start doing some raw shit. Um, then they look like the coolest motherfucker in the world. Um, but they're, they're similar characters where they both have unthinkable power, but they're just like, yeah, I have this power, but like, who am I as a person? Yeah. You know, that was one of the central themes of Mob Psycho that made it really dope, was that like his teacher... Um, kind of always taught him like your powers don't define you yeah. you're more than just you're more than just being the strongest psychic like are you a good person find That's yourself outside of those find powers yourself, like, like he fucking joined of... the fucking like wait what was it the weightlifting he joined team? the weightlifting club and he was like <laughs> weak as fuck he was weak as fuck physically. but he wouldn't use his powers to and, work like, out yeah, he could lift like a building with his powers but he was like <laughs> no like i want to be strong and healthy and in shape and i care about that genuinely as me. And then he got squat with him because they and fucked then they with like, him. Yeah, that was, that was such a great moment when, like, the whole, like, it's like this, like, brolic club of, like, weightlifters and, like, but they just ride from mom yeah. hella heavy because he's like, no, I just genuinely want to, like, do this thing with you guys. And they're like, you know what? Like, we fuck with you, little nigga. Come on. And real like, talk, man. Like That's just life, When you, bro. like, roll, roll, when you, like, riding solo and you get those first few people who kind of, like, yeah, hey, especially when you're young, man. Yeah. I feel like that was kind of us in St. Louis, too, how, like, yeah. we kind of <laughs> came through and kind of started getting on the scenes, like, you know, all we had was just, like, look, like, we fucked with what y'all doing and, like, we want to fuck with y'all and, like, you know, we just come with good energy and, and like, support. yeah, just show your and, you face, know, support, and just, just be like, hey, and then eventually, like, people, people just came be like, hey, man, like, came and chatted with us, yeah, type shit. <laughs> that was like such a that's such a central theme in anime too. It's just like if you be genuine, that's genuine real. people gonna rock with you, like, yeah, because they sense that energy. Like, you can tell when people be snaking, you can tell when people got ulterior motives and like want something from you, but like when someone really just kicking it with you to kick it with you, yeah. and, like helping you to help you, like you sense that energy and like. You gotta fuck with And then, like, in anime, like, generally antagonists and protagonists are very genuine. And yeah. good animes do a great job of having you, like, watch two people scuffle and not have, like, ill feelings towards each, right. either of them. Yeah. Like, Naruto Sasuke, going back to our Naruto yeah. conversation, like, <laughs> you know, it came to the end and it was like, okay, like, wow, yes, this nigga Sasuke is kind of tripping because, like, we thought you were just gonna be good now and mm -hmm. we'd be over that whole bad boy phase, but, like, Last second, he switched it back up on some knob, and I'm still yeah. gonna kill you, nigga. Like another good low key anime that shows that well is this anime called Parasite. Uh, Y'all know I haven't watched Parasite. And yet. it's a it's a great anime, and it's basically about these like alien life forms that like they're parasites, and so they like embed themselves in humans. Yeah. And in the process of embedding themselves in the human, they killed a human. Yeah. And one parasite, like, embeds himself in the main character, but doesn't, like, do a full takeover, as uh -huh. they say. And so they coexist. Ooh. And so the whole storyline is, like, you hearing, like, 
as you encounter like people getting murked, parasites getting murked, you hear like a parasite talking to the human being like, no, I'm not gonna kill this parasite because he's doing like what he needs to do to survive. Yeah. And the boy's like, but I'm not gonna kill a human. And he's like, well, we're gonna die if you don't kill this human because he's really about to be infected by a parasite. Yeah. And I'm gonna save my own skin, so I'm gonna kill him whether you want me to or not. Right. And it was cool to watch that because Character it was dynamic. a great, like, they butted heads the whole time. And yeah. even at the very end, you were like, man, this was fucked up because, like, something was lying dead on the ground. But you're yeah. like, man, this was, like, a wild, like, yeah. byproduct of nature. I always wonder what it's going to be like <laughs> when humanity comes into, like, an intelligent and superior we smoke a lot. form of This life. is a high-ass conversation. That's why people listen to this podcast. <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> I was just like, shit, dog. What the fuck? Like, I feel like <laughs> giving the people what they came for. <laughs> oh, me. But now nah, I always think about that. Like, what happens when, like, something else comes here and it's like, no, we can destroy you. Yeah, dude. Um, and we have to be like, okay, but don't because what are we going to, what, what do we have? What do we have to offer? Like, Hey, bro, you gotta start playing up some beats, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, listen to this shit, bro. Have you experienced the joy of music, oh, great alien? Oh, me. Like, have you ever smoked weed? Like, please. <laughs> bro, that's what I, man, I would just be like, hey, come, come kick kicking it, and smoking and tell me if you want to destroy the planet. Bro, we ain't even gonna, I, I, we ain't even gonna judge you, bro. I would love to sit down and talk to a motherfucking alien and ask them oh, about Oh, me, this. like, what is the galaxy like, my nigga? I have only been on Earth. I'll be like, you ain't even gotta dissect me. Like, we got motherfucking, I'll like, give you we got books and shit, We bro. have research. <laughs> like, we can tell we you what goes people on dissected ourselves, man. You ain't even gotta do it. You ain't even gotta do it. We got some dead bodies <laughs> at the hospital you can dissect if you need some. <laughs> Morbid jokes, God. Is that that morbid? So sad, but that's, that's real. That's a cadaver It's are. real. That's a God, They're real man. people. Those are real people who donate their body to science. This yeah. shit happens every day, V. But like I said, aliens, you ain't got to dissect me. If you're, yeah, if you're an alien research, and bro. you're listening, you don't have to dissect. We have books. Like, I really hope the moment like an alien touches down, like the government is just like, here's, here's Google.com. <laughs> <laughs> you got a question? <laughs> you got a question? We built something. I swear to God, they can answer that it. They can answer it. Like, <laughs> I swear to we God, got they it. Got it. If you got, if you got questions, and like, <laughs> nah, I feel like if I, I feel like if another alien species made it to Earth, I feel like they would know about us if they were that advanced. Yeah, They'd be hip to you us. You don't just run. You don't just pull up on Earth if you can casually travel planets. Like you figured out research by that point. <laughs> They've been on Google before. They're like, no, we know what we've you guys been on Google. Do. We <laughs> we watch Google frequently. Y'all are fucking dumb. Who would have reason Trump boy? Y'all thought it was Russia? Russia? Y'all thought it was Russia, <laughs> my Russia? boy. You thought Russia pulled that shit off? Russia ain't that smart? Like, <laughs> nigga, that was us. <laughs> we run this shit, bro. Like, <laughs> Out here. All, All right, right, man. Well, let's, let's wrap week. it up with the album of the week, dude. All right, album of the week. So my album of the week, I guess, is technically uh, an EP. But Valley dropped his project called Good Job You Found Me. His first uh, good music release. And man... That shit is flames, bro. That is six tracks of just quality. Hey. Um, got some Chase yeah, the Money beats on no, there, bro. Chase the Money does his thing, bro. Pusha does his thing on Miami. Chase the Money. Chase the Money. Chase the Money. <laughs> it's a quality tag, bro. Yeah, it's just a good project. I think more people should really do these EPs, bro. I know, like, with streaming culture, the way things are now, you know, people want to get these big projects to run up the streams and get your numbers up because of the way album sales are calculated, yada, yada, yada. But keep people's attention. I think, yeah, from just an artistry perspective, and I think especially for up-and-coming artists, like, don't sleep on an EP. Like, if people aren't really hip to you, people aren't going to want to sift through 
and 10 to 15 songs the that they shit, might not real. really know and that might not be your best. Like, give them Shout six good-ass songs that yeah. give six different vibes and, like, really show who you are as an artist, and people are way more likely to fuck with you. Like, I was not super hip to Valley before this, if I'm keeping it 100, but, like, no. I peeped this shit. I'm like, oh, like, I see he got different flows. Like, I see how he sounds on different shit. Yeah. And I didn't have to waste, like, an hour and 45 minutes of my day to do that. Like, That's hella real. And now, whenever he does drop some shit, or when he does drop Yo, some Pete. longer shit, I'm more likely to listen through that shit. That's hella Because real. I'm like, oh, like, I know he can do some shit on some different sounding beats, and, like, I know he's experimental. Like, I know all that shit. Like, I'm going to pay more attention versus, like, me... Yeah. yeah, halfway through his long ass project and, and getting like, distracted, ah, yeah, turn it like, off. <laughs> exactly. So like EPs, man. It's hard. It's hard when somebody asks you if you listen to a project. And yeah, you say, I heard and I'm half like, of it. I got through like, half it, of it. If you like, I heard half of it, then it's like, <sighs> you know, what I'm saying is halfway through, you lost my interest. Yeah, I'm sorry, something man. took like, precedence. Something took precedence, and I just never got back to it. Well, so. one mixtape that. Nothing will take precedence is a kid named Cuddy. I'm throwing mm. it way back. Way back. Way, way back, way man. Back. This is a mixtape by uh, Cutters himself. And the one and only. It's a beautiful musical medley. <laughs> <laughs> Vocabulary on 10. Beautiful musical medley. Nah, man. Um, that's just, I was listening to that shit today. Listen to Hella Cuddy. I yeah, listen to Travis Scott. Hella jams, Lafayne, bro. Man. That shit got Hella Jams, bro. Yeah, so check that out. Kid Named Cuddy. Like, I don't know where you'll find it. SoundCloud, that piff. It's like, probably, you know, somewhere out there on the internet, services, bro. But that was hard, bro. What's your, favorite, uh, what's your favorite cut off of Kid Named Cuddy? Whew, man, there's a lot of them. There's Cuddy Spazzin. Cuddy Spazzin, the nerd tribute. Yeah, That's a hard bro. one, bro. Cuddy Spazzin was hard, That's a heavy bro. track. Um, and such an abstract instrumental to pick. Yes, and because he he flowed, he bounced. He floated that, bro. and that's such a jazzy like yeah. off kind of kilter beat. Like, and there was a lot of diversity too because yeah. you listen to Cuddy Spaz, and then there's like Maui Wowie, where he's like, <laughs> where he's like just like grooving. grooving he's bro. like Heck, little yeah, Cuddy got the groove, tropical bro. weed smoke shit, yeah, man. Bro. Like Cuddy yeah. was a groover, bro. He he spat, you know. And then the, the, another thing I like too was that the whole tape kind of told the story. Like, yeah, like Cuddy does a great job of like telling the story with each of his. Yeah, tapes. everything. All of his projects are kind of have those like yeah that part, you know, like four songs that give you this story, four songs yeah. that continue it to this. They have like different acts, transitions. Yeah, and, like yeah, that shit was good at that. And I was like, I, I was listening to it and I was like, man, I'm happy little Darius listening to this shit. Yeah, man. <laughs> I didn't get hip to Cuddy till later in life. I think while you probably while you were listening to Cuddy, I think I was like deep into like NERD and Pharrell and shit. Yeah. Um that's what I like jumping on. Rolling parallel. At. Yeah. <laughs> and then we meet at the middle because, you know, it all it all goes full circle. I think my favorite cutoff that Jonas is uh down and out. Down and out. I like that little guitar. Yeah, right. That was a good little like Go check it out. It's fun. Yeah, every sure. You'll listen to every song and you'll be like, okay, this was the step one in the Cuddy. Yeah, bro. I think people like play Kid Cuddy because they're not hip to like his development as an artist mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. And even just, yeah, the different like angles and styles and um, different sounds and stories yeah. he tells. And all, each album, like each one's very distinct. Different. And they're all very real too. Yeah. Like he, he he's like... He was almost like the spokesperson for like the the not middle class black kid, but like the 
I'm doing all right. I was, yeah, like I had, yeah, I was, my, my family wasn't struggling hard, hard, but like I, I knew the world was shit around yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> I knew the world was shit. That's like that level. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, we eating, but like we knew the world. I know we're not eating comfort, <laughs> comfort you know, <laughs> stress free. On me, man. Well, yep. Thank you guys for tuning in. Another episode of Nina Another Talks. Another episode of Nina Talks. We'll be back. Gang, gang. Next Thursday. <laughs> <laughs>